0: Who are you? Where do you come from? When were you born? These are a few fundamental questions that we pose to strangers to understand their identity. In the Gospel of John, the Apostle John, whom Christ loved so deeply, he finds himself in this situation. He has to explain and present his loving Master and his Savior to a world. To a world that does not understand Him. To a world that is opposed to Him. To the Jews and the Greeks. Imagine if you will, a loved one is taken from you. You love this person so much and this person is taken away from you right now. What words would you use to describe this person? How would you overcome the pain and express the feelings? Would you use words... What words would you use? Would you weep? Would you cry? This is not just a biographer presenting somebody else's biography. This is a loving disciple trying to explain his master. And I would imagine that he's sitting and weeping, weeping in the presence of God, unable to write, write a single word. And lo and behold, the Holy Spirit pours out of him. Bible says that the spirit intercedes for us in our weakness and I would imagine this is what happened and out of the Apostle John through the vehicle of love this is what comes out in the beginning was the word the word that is used for the word is logos which means reason and the word was with God and the word was God the word was with God before everything began before even the idea of this word begin, before languages, before characters, before even the very existence of human thought and reasoning, Logos, the word was with God. And he expresses the divinity of Christ in that he is equal with God. He was there in the beginning. He will be there in the end. He is from everlasting to everlasting. Jesus said before Abraham was, I am I am was with the great I am he was God he was with God and he was there in the beginning and thus begins this New Testament's book of Genesis where the creator is expressed as divine he is equal to God the architect of life he is God He's not just a man. He is fully man and he is fully God. He's truly man, he is truly God. Well, most of the other disciples they use biographies, they use ancestries, they, they specify the place of birth, they specify the genealogies, they specify the ancestry he was born of so and so. John does not express Christ in these words, he goes straight to the beginning. The creation itself, when he says he was there, he was the architect. He is not interested in presenting the facts surrounding Jesus, interested in presenting his master as the savior, as the messiah himself. And so this love, the love between John and Christ, and the love from Christ to John, it becomes a bridge upon which this divine revelation and knowledge begins to flow from the heaven to the earth the word was god and as jesus his divinity is further enhanced by what is written all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made as proving that he is the creator he is the sustainer of all things all things that are seen and all things that are unseen he's the invisible fabric that holds everything together the universe itself in the book of Colossians chapter 1 we read in him all things consist and his creative essence is magnified by his reference to his life as a source of light the Bible says in him was life and the life was the light of men The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The sparkle of life, that twinkle in the eye, the unexplainable evidence that we see, that we perceive when we see another human being. The essence of life that is locked up in our genes and DNA, the factory of life itself. If you look at the DNA, it's a micro-universe. It has enormous complexity. The very architect of life in him was light. Not just the brightness, not just the visible light, but even even the very instructions for life to flourish was in him. He is the great programmer who wrote the program of life. And he entered the seen realm from the unseen realm. From the eternal realm to the mortal realm. He came from the bosom of the Father into the womb of a woman. You see, it says that the Word became flesh and tabernacled amongst men. Oh, miracle of miracles. The giver of life becomes a cell of life. The farmer becomes the seed. The Bible says no one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made Him known. He manifested Himself to make His Father known. He shone His light into the darkness and the ignorance of the human mind. And we have seen His glory. Glory of the only Son from the Father and who is full of grace and truth. The Bible says that the world did not love Him. It says, The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world And the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to even his own, his own people, his own family, but they did not receive him. And in the book of Isaiah chapter 53, it says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as from one whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not to send someone another man who would come to bear witness for his own son Jesus because the people did not receive him he knew that he would be despised so he sends a forerunner the book of John chapter 1 it says but verse 6 but there was a man sent from God whose name was John John means the Lord is gracious he came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him He himself was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. John the Baptist, who was born to Zechariah and Elizabeth, a family of Levite priests. Elizabeth was old and barren. They did not have any children. And in their old age, God gives them a promised child, John. And this is the testimony of John, when the Jews and priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him he confessed and did not deny but he confessed I am not the Christ the Messiah and they asked him what then are you Elijah he said I am not are you the prophet and he answered no so they said to him who are you we need to give an answer to those who sent us what do you say about yourself and he said I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness make straight The way of the Lord as the prophet Isaiah said and they asked him then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet and John answered them and he said I baptized with water but among you stands one you do not know even he who comes after me the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie John was sent by God to testify of Jesus The idea of baptizing Jesus and the Holy Spirit coming down on Jesus in the form of a dove that would serve as a symbol. And John would prepare the way by preaching a message of repentance and of the kingdom being at hand. And he testifies of Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John says, I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed. To Israel he was sent and he baptized with water so that he could reveal the Messiah Israel the symbolic act of baptism is that the old is passing away and it not one is being made new it's a washing away of the dirt and the filth of the world and being made clean but he still testified of the one coming after him Jesus saying this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove symbolizing that he would be the one to baptize others with the Holy Spirit. You see, there are two men sent by God. One was John the Baptist and one other is Jesus. They were both miraculous births. One was a forerunner in the spirit and power of Elijah. Jesus testifies of John the Baptist as he, the Elijah that was to come. John the Baptist himself said, I am not the Elijah, but Jesus called him. No, he is the Elijah that was promised. But you did not accept him. You rejected him. You despised him. And the other man is Jesus, the son of God himself. Truly God. Truly man. Full of grace and truth. Sent as a price, a sacrificial lamb for the sins of mankind. An offering that is acceptable to the Lord. You see, he humbled himself by being fully obedient to God. Even when that cost is death. His death on a cross. A death that wiped away the penalty of sin for those who believe upon His name. They are washed by His blood. They are made righteous in His image. They are conformed not to the world but to the image of the Son of God Himself. Behold the Lamb. We behold the Lamb. They were able to see Him He paid the price and he died and he was raised to life by the power of the Spirit and he ascended to the right hand side of God interceding constantly for the saints. Word became flesh and dwelt amongst men died in the flesh and was raised to life with a glorified body and now he's acting as the bridge between heaven and earth between the I am and his creation. The Bible says but to all those who did receive him Who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The Apostle Paul says, For the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who perish. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. To those who believe and receive the word, just as the word became flesh... Just as that miraculous transformation, the flesh of man gives way for the Word. We become vessels that are transformed, that are ready to be poured into, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind by the Word of God, to be poured into by His most Holy Spirit. And we are no longer born of the flesh or of the will of man, but we are a new spirit, a new creation, sharing in the inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade oh the declaration the price the salvation the justification the sanctification the glorification all flowing from the finished works of the word on the cross of calvary and he brought an end to what began in the beginning the fall of adam and eve And it is fitting that the beginning was declared by an apostle who made it to the very end. He was the last one standing. The apostle John was the last one standing. And he was possibly the only one standing at the crucifixion, where Jesus entrusted the care of his own mother, saying, This is your son, and this is your mother. Take care of her. Jesus said, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. In Isaiah chapter 46, he says, For I am God, and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done. His servant Jesus, His own Son, who became the substitute, the sacrifice and the fragrant aroma that pleases God, He died on the cross, obedient even unto death. And through that obedience, we now have access into His hope, His love and His undeserved forgiveness. We can now stand before the throne of grace. We can go boldly before the throne of grace. That is why it says, Oh, what manner of love is this? The Bible says, Oh, what is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you care for him? What are we to stand in the presence of God if not for the blood of the Lamb that speaks for us, that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel? He gave us the forgiveness of sins so that we can stand before the throne. We can approach boldly without shame and condemnation. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This Gospel of John was written with the vehicle of love. A love that goes deep into our heart and transforms our very soul and aligns our heart with the will of the Father. Let these burning words echo in the chambers of your heart and soul. Receive Him and believe in Him, Jesus, the Word Himself.